Welcome to East Texas News Roundup for the week ending June the 28th, 2019. East Texas News Roundup is a weekly review of the news in five southeast Texas counties covered by Polk County Publishing Company newspapers, including Tyler, Polk, Trinity, San Jacinto, and Houston counties by the editors of those five newspapers. Polk County Publishing Company manager Kelly Barnes kicks off this week's podcast. Hello, this is Kelly Barnes, and I'm coming to you from our little studio here in Livingston, Texas at the Polk County Enterprise. And the news of the week headlining in Thursday, June 27th's paper is that the House Committee approves tribal gaming bill. This is big news for Alabama Cushata Tribe of Texas. H.R. 759 can now be considered on the House floor. Legislation that would allow the Alabama Cushata Tribe to continue operating their Noscala Gaming Center in Polk County won approval from the House Committee on Natural Resources last week and can now be considered by the full U.S. House of Representatives. So we've moved a step forward for Noscala Gaming here in Polk County, and we'll continue to watch this story. But that's big news. I read on later in the story, it talked about different representatives that opposed it back in 2002. But I personally have noticed that in the 90s and even through 2002, we had a different environment in East Texas. And in 2019, for the most part, I feel like this is hashing out antiquated law and also money issues, not so much moral issues. And that's just the reality of the situation. Our county wins a praise report in an annual audit. This is a story by Greg Peake. Polk County's 2018 financial records won praise Tuesday when the annual audit was presented to county commissioners. Darla Deere of the accounting firm Belt Harris Pechek said their review of the county's 2019 records found no material misstatements and earned the county an unmodified opinion, which she said was the highest level available. So that's good news. And there is a new murder trial that will begin for a former Livingston teacher. This is a story by Valerie Riddell, who you know is our news director here in the East Texas area, but also she's a recognized crime reporter. Her opening says that the jury selection is continuing in the second murder trial for David Temple in the shooting death of his wife, Belinda Lucas Temple, that occurred in January of 1999. The trial is being held at the 187th District Court in Houston before Judge Kelly Johnson. And once the jury panel is chosen, open arguments are set for July 1. So I know Valerie will keep us updated on this. Looks like there's a possible prosecutor misconduct delay in a murder case and it was a defendant in the 2013 murder of postal worker is still awaiting trial and the postal worker was Marie Youngblood in Cold Spring and that's a story that we're going to stay on top of. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, one thing that you need to know about is that the Sunday edition, the Sunday, June 23rd edition of the Polk County Enterprise has our monthly real estate guide. So if you or someone you know is looking for real estate, you'll see beautiful pictures and descriptions and ways to contact these realtors so that you can set up appointments for property here in Polk County and surrounding areas included in that real estate guide. There was a collision, Livingston 
Police say the driver of a Toyota passenger car failed to yield to oncoming traffic when she tried to make a left turn onto Houston Street. This was Wednesday and the car was struck by a westbound truck. This is a really sad story. There were searchers that were trying to locate a missing Goodrich teen. The teenager is Michael Butcher, and they found his body, Michael John Butcher, age 19 of Goodrich, in a heavily wooded area more than 24 hours after he rode away from his residence on an ATV. Emergency officials said Friday about 5 p.m., and that was last this past Friday. Polk County Sheriff's Office led a multi-agency search effort to locate Butcher and family members last spoke with him about 1 p.m. on Thursday. He's believed to have left his residence on FM 1988 off of US 59 South near Moffett Road, riding a 2016 Yamaha 454-wheeler camouflage in color. He was wearing a black baseball cap, white cut-off t-shirt with the USA emblem and skull with a sword on the front. He also wore light-colored jeans, cowboy boots, and a brown belt. The search efforts included air units with the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as ground units from the Texas EquiSearch, the Livingston and Goodrich Fire Departments, and search dogs from the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. They planned to launch drones on Friday to aid in the effort. The family members said that he had a medical history of memory problems and may have become disoriented. It's a very sad story and the enterprise has been following it since the very beginning. I did notice on our Facebook feed that we reported as soon as the search ensued and then we also followed up as soon as his body was found, although I noticed some community members did not read our first posts until after his body was found and I saw some concerns that we were putting information out there after the fact. I just wanted to clear the air on that. Sometimes social media doesn't catch up or sometimes, as we all know, just because you put something on Facebook doesn't mean that your people see it. Maybe only 25 people see it and it may pop up hours or even days or weeks later. So it's not exactly dependable. We like to use our social media in addition to our websites and our print product, but sometimes you have to really kind of follow the trail if you want to hear the full story and know what the most current update dates are. And, you know, the public is also welcome to contact our news director here at the Polk County Enterprise if you have questions about a story that's in progress because we're staying on top of those things. We do not report sensationalized stories when there are no facts available. So don't expect that. But we get the facts from the officials and we run those. So if you want to to know the facts, just get in contact with us or check our websites, our social media feed and our newspaper. There are a ton of things going on in Polk County. And I noticed that this Friday, which is June 28th, there is a free showing of the movie Cosmos with Neil deGrasse, rated G, and it's presented at 3 p.m. at the library, the Livingston Municipal Library. It's part of their Sci-Fi Friday. So that's exciting that they have a Sci-Fi Friday. There's a farmer's market in Livingston. So those of you within this listening area that like to buy fresh produce, you don't have your own gardens at your home, then get there between 7 and 10 a.m. on Saturday morning and you can get some good stuff. Looks like there's going to be a picnic in the park on Independence Day, which happens to land in the middle of the week this year. It'll be Thursday week, July 4th. And here in Livingston, you can come from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
at Anniversary Park in downtown Livingston. The event will include a car and motor show, a children's bicycle parade, music, food, and family fun. And the event will benefit Faith Military Support Group and Sonic Drive-Ins donating hot dogs for any donations to the Faith Group. Registration for the bicycle parade is at 10.30 a.m. that morning, and prizes will be given for top patriotic decorated bikes. That's always a fun event. It's located at the corner of East Church, which is U.S. 190, and North Tyler Streets here in Livingston. If you miss the Sci-Fi Friday on June 28th, there will be another Sci-Fi Friday the day after the 4th on Friday, July 5th, and they're going to show Night at the Museum, which is a rated PG movie. It will be at 3 p.m. on Friday as part of their library event, and I think that's really exciting. Okay, July 9th, Cartooning Workshop. The library is going to host The Astonishing Mr. Pitts during a hands-on cartooning workshop from 1 to 3 p.m. Tuesday, July 9th. Seriously, if you are looking for things to do or things for your family to do, you need to check the schedule at the Livingston Municipal Library. They're not playing. They've got some exciting things happening. Don't forget SPCA has animals that need adopting, but I would caution you, if you already know that you do not do well with animals, that your children do not do well with animals, that they end up being neglected, I would strongly urge you not to get them a summer puppy because... It's, to me, nothing more sad than an animal that gets adopted by family and then gets chained outside and left alone with no attention, especially in this heat that we have. So keep that in mind. Sometimes it seems like a good idea, and then about a week later, it's chained in the backyard alone in the heat, and that's a really bad idea. Georgia Pacific names new leaders for their Camden site. It looks like Lester Knight and Myrton Thompson have been given, let's see, Myrton Thompson of Lufkin has been selected to run the Camden Lumber Mill, and Lester Knight has been promoted to serve as the Camden Complex Manager. And they both have experience in the wood industry, and congratulations to them on their promotion. An informational meeting regarding the 2019 County Committee election process will be hosted at 2 p.m. on Thursday, June 27th by the Polk and San Jacinto County Farm Service Agency. And this is according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The meeting is going to be held at the Shepherd Community Center and new farmers, men, women are all encouraged to attend the meeting and participate. I have to say there's a Cadillac drawing that's going to be happening on June 30th. If you haven't registered for that, you should get out to Noscala Gaming. And if you are in trouble, remember you you can text 911. It's a new service that Dead Cog is promoting. You do not have to call 911 anymore. You can text 911 and get some help. Brian Besh has some good information in the paper this week. It looks like Christina Jacks and Erica Criswell were honored at a banquet held Saturday for the Houston Energy. Erica is with her coach, who is a former NFL receiver, Brian Wiggins, and her number 22 was retired Saturday, the same number she wore as a Lady Lion. Very interesting story about a former Livingston athlete, Erica Criswell, who was honored. She's with the women's professional football team, and she was a former Lady 
Lion. So get the paper if you'd like to read about that. Lots of things going on in Polk County. We hope you get a copy of the paper and look at the community calendar and keep up with everything. We have exciting events that are all the time being promoted. And also we keep you up to date on major things that are happening in Polk County. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. This is Jacob McAdams of the San Jacinto News Times. I am its editor, and I'm going to be telling you all of the news from June 16th to June 22nd, 2019. So first things first, on Tuesday, which is June 18th, we got to see the Texas Forestry Service present a grant to the Pumpkin Evergreen Volunteer Fire Department. The grant comes in at $100,000 and it is going towards the purchase of a new brush truck for the fire department. Now the brush truck actually comes in at around $110,400 and the rest of that money is coming from the Sanderson County Emergency Services District. Now, Rick Stevens, who is the fire chief over at Pumpkin Evergreen Fire Department, he says that this truck is coming in. It's going to be helping them with the summer, which is where you're going to be seeing a lot of fires, especially with wildland fires, brush fires, that sort of thing. So it's really important for them to have the vehicle. And he also pointed out that the area is getting more and more residents moving in there. And of course, next year is when Camp Strake is going to be completed. And of course, Camp Strake is in Precinct 3. It's in the area of coverage that the Pumpkin Evergreen Volunteer Fire Department takes care of. Now, for those of you who don't know, Camp Camp Strike is the new camp, or actually, it really isn't a new camp technically, but Camp Strike is a Boy Scout camp. It was originally located in Conroe, but since the urbanization of Conroe and you know becoming more city-like, the camp was torn down and they are now trying to construct it over here in San Jacinto County. So with all this growth coming into the area, it means there's also going to be more chances of a fire starting that the firefighters are going to have to take care of. So the truck comes at a perfect time for the Pumpkin Evergreen volunteer fire department. We also had the start of the summer reading program for the Cold Spring Area Public Library. Uh, that began on June 19th and the kids, they're going to be experiencing a theme called a universal story. So it's going to be dealing with a lot of science fiction, space exploration. Uh, that's basically the topics for this year. And the kids seem to have fun. They, they got to make little alien sock puppets and whatnot and they made little robots and just had a lot of fun with the Cold Spring Library staff. The program could continues in the following weeks and I think it wraps up by the middle of July. If you've never taken your kids to the summer reading program, I highly recommend it. It's always a lot of fun for the kids. They get to experience new things and they get to just really learn. And also the thing is the kids get rewarded for when they read books. So if you want to get your kid to read more, I highly recommend it. I actually just got my own library card from the Cold Spring Area Public Library and put it to use to read on my own. So I definitely encourage parents to do that, you know, get your kids out there, get them to read because reading is just a wonderful thing. Saturday, we had two events happening and one of them is the annual Juneteenth celebration. Now, Juneteenth is actually on June 19th and uh, the Sanderson County government offices of the courthouse and whatnot, they were actually closed that day. It's actually one of the few counties, apparently, from what I'm understanding, that actually recognizes Juneteenth as a holiday. Now, on the 22nd, there is a celebration that takes place on the courthouse, and the celebration is hosted by the Friends of Hopewell Incorporated. They're a local nonprofit organization that exists for trying to restore and preserve the African-American 
American heritage in Sanderson County. They always do a presentation on the courthouse. They raise the Juneteenth flag, and they also have someone, in this case, it was a girl named Kristen Combs. She read the Emancipation Proclamation. They do sing songs as well, and uh, they do a few other things. Usually there is a proclamation read by the county judge, which would be Fritz Faulkner in this case. But Fritz Faulkner was there, but unfortunately he had to be called away. So they had someone else to do that. Well, I understand there was an emergency. So unfortunately he couldn't be there. They always have a parade following this event, and they all meet up at a building that's over there near the Lincoln Junior High. It's behind the congregation that the organization, I believe, is a part of. But basically they continue their presentation there and they actually had a historian there who was their guest speaker and her name is Velma and and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the first word on, on her last name right it's Flem Watson, I believe. It's a hyphenated name. She actually discussed a lot of African-American history, starting with implementation of the slave trade, which was done by John Hawkins, who was from England. The slave trade, of course, spread Africans all across the world. She also brought up a lot of other history that came up. Uh, One of the interesting things that Flem Watson discussed was the history of Bass Reeves. If you've never heard of Bass Reeves, he is the first African-American U.S. Marshal. He arrested 3,000 criminals, and he is also believed to be one of the inspirations for the Lone Ranger character. So that was interesting. I had not heard of that. She also had mentioned that Sam Houston is one of the greatest emancipators of our history. But apparently there would be African-Americans that would flee to his house when their would-be captors would come to apprehend them. He would actually have them locked up in chains to make them think that these are just his slaves and they would leave and then he would let them go on their way. So there's a lot of interesting history and she even showed some of the shackles and other items that were used in the slave trade while they were there. So it was an interesting presentation for Juneteenth. And of course, it's always good to remember your history. After all, they say those who don't learn their history are doomed to repeat it. That night, we had another event going on, which of course is the Ed Sullivan Show. And if you're not familiar with the Ed Sullivan Show, or at least the uh, <laughs> the San Jacinto County version of it, it's an annual fundraiser for the San Jacinto County Senior Center, which is the one located in Cold Spring. And the fundraiser, I mean, everyone who comes, they get to enjoy a hamburger basket and they get to see, quote, Ed Sullivan, end quote, host a talent show. Ed Sullivan is portrayed by Craig Irwin. His mother is one of the people over the senior center, Gail Irwin, and they had local talent perform and a lot of them were imitating famous singers and performers in some form or fashion. They had a boy who performed uh, Great Balls of Fire. And that's another thing too, that the performers are actually not seniors necessarily. They, they can be young individuals. They can be older individuals. They can be anyone. As long as they want to perform to the good cause, they are eligible for the talent show. Uh, we had a man, I know his last name is Janik. He actually sang What a Wonderful World. And What a Wonderful World is sung by Louis Armstrong. And I have to give this man credit. He sounded just like Louis Armstrong when he sang this song. I really wish I had done an audio recording of that because that was very spot on. Other performers did skits. Charlene Smith does a pretty funny skit as Patsy Cline singing She's Got You. There's also two people that do the skit. It's a modern take on the Abbott and Costello skit, Who's on First, which of course, if you're not quite familiar with Who's on First, uh, I highly recommend looking it up. It's on YouTube. 
But it was a skit where the confusion is a man is asking who is the person on first base and the answer is always who because it happens to be his name. And so there's all this confusion about the names of the different players out in the field. In this case, the modern take on it is a, a man calling about uh, getting a computer and the confusion comes from not understanding very common computer terms. Uh, for instance, when the store owner is recommending a computer, he says Mac, and the customer will say, no, my name is not Mac. And so, of course, you know, the humor of the Macintosh computer and uh, the fact that it's a name and all that. It, it was, it's a pretty funny skip. And there are a couple other things, but the performance of the night always ends with every last performer getting up and singing God Bless America. So it, it's always an entertaining night. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend checking that out next year as well. It's a good show. But that's all we have going on for now. So I will see you all next week. This week in Trinity County, several citizens spoke at the Trinity Memorial Hospital District board meeting last Monday, and um, there were 20 residents that spoke up about the proposed tax rate increase for the hospital tax. The current rate is 13 cents per $100 valuation, and there's a proposal to increase it to 40 cents per $100 valuation in an effort to bring back the emergency room. Of the 20 people who spoke in public forum before the meeting or during the meeting, six were against the tax increase while 14 were in favor of it. And former Trinity County Deputy Henry Giles received a ceremony last Tuesday after commissioner's court meeting at the Trinity County Courthouse for his service to the county and the state. Giles was left permanently disabled after an accident while answering to a call in October of 2008. Speaking of Trinity County, the county received a good financial report that was announced during last Tuesday's commissioner's court as well. And longtime Groveton Family Clinic Physician Assistant Dennis Clark is set to retire. There will be a retirement ceremony for him on Friday at the Groveton Family Medical Clinic. And Apple Springs ISD talked about House Bill 3 and decided to change their meeting dates for July and August, both to the fourth Mondays of the month. Apple Springs ISD usually meets on the second Monday of each month. But this month, they met on the third Monday because of state legislative opportunities and um, UIL Legislative Council that Superintendent Cody Moore was part of. And the meeting dates for the July and August meetings will be July 22nd and August 26th, respectively. Howdy, everybody. Chris Edwards here coming at you, bringing you the latest news and events from down Tyler County Way, taken from the pages of the latest Tyler County Booster. Sitting here, and it's a pretty sunny Thursday afternoon, and I hope everybody is having a similar sunny day, enjoying some sunshine and summertime fun where you can. I know lately it's been really wet out, and this rain almost every day, so hopefully it's kind of left us for a little while, because I've been kind of tired of seeing my driveway look like a pond or a swamp. <laughs> So I guess right into it, as Chris Cuomo says, let's get with it or after it or whatever. Our top story this week has to do with a series of thefts that were reported here in Tyler County. There were several thefts that were reported throughout the month of April and May. Most recently, five vehicles were stolen in the Wildwood area. Now, Crime Stoppers of Deep East Texas has called on the public for their help and any leads they might have to help solve these crimes and other information that came to light from the City of Jasper Police Chief. 
chief from information that he obtained links these thefts to similar thefts in Jasper County as well as Liberty County. And there is reason to believe that they are connected with a crime ring based out of Mexico that has been engaging in human trafficking. Now, this has been a, a hot topic for a while. Human trafficking has been a thing that a lot of people have been talking about and try to strengthen legislation against as far as uh, prosecuting the, in seriousness. And it, it's staggering to think that there might be something like this or part of human trafficking ring conducting its business right in our own backyard, but it happens everywhere. So these thefts that were reported here in Tyler County, they started out, the first one, which was reported on April 11th, happened at a property near Colmanil, and it was mostly tools and outdoor sporting equipment, things that were stolen. And then later, six different vehicles actually that were burglarized out in Deerwood, and somebody out in Deerwood reported that there was a silver four-door car that wasn't recognized by anybody there in the community, and Deerwood's little subdivision south of Woodville, and this car was driving through slowly. And then on May the 23rd, that Deerwood theft actually, that happened April the 18th. And so in, in May, May the 23rd, in Wildwood, there were five different vehicles that were stolen, uh, mostly big trucks with four-wheel drive. And one of them was later found, and crime lab results are still awaiting from that. It was found abandoned. And what the authorities have said is that these thieves are looking for mostly big trucks with, with the key still in the ignition or the door open. And so they're encouraging everybody to remember to not leave your keys inside your vehicle or to leave it unlocked. And if you know anything about any of these crimes, Crime Stoppers encourages you to call them at 936-639-TIPS. That's 936-639-TIPS. Or you can submit tips through their website, which is www.639tips.com. And they even have an app now that you can download to your smartphone or smart device or other mobile type phone. And they give reward money and you don't need to give your name. So somebody out there knows something for sure. Any updates with that, we'll be bringing to you. So moving right along, we also reported on some doings at the county government level this week. Commissioners held a meeting Monday morning. And at this meeting, there were, gosh, commissioner's courtroom. It's a small commissioner's courtroom that we have here in Tyler County, but it was it was packed to capacity. And the reason for that being was there was about half of the workers from the high school county work program were in attendance. And every summer, the county sponsors this work program for area youth. High school students all over the county participate, and the county finds them jobs in various places throughout county offices or with nonprofits and things. I know out at Heritage Village, a lot of them have uh, really enjoyed working out there this summer so far, and some of them go to work uh, with different filing tasks in the courthouse or in the hospital or different places. They were there, and they got to get a, a upfront and personal civics lesson about how the county conducts its business. And Judge Jacques Blanchett kind of explained to them about how the court functions and who does what and so forth and so on. And there were a lot of them there. So it's a really good program and hopefully it continues. Also at that commissioner's court meeting, now during commissioner's court, there's a standing agenda item to keep the people apprised of what's going on with the courthouse remediation project. And they have interviewed an architect and someone from the firm of Labiche Architect Group Incorporated, which is based 
outside of Beaumont, where one of the firms that expressed interest in being the preservation architect to handle the project per the outlined requirements of the Texas Historical Commission. And Labiche actually was found, and I got this information right before press time Tuesday, but it was found that their fees were reasonable. And so they were put before the steering committee and I guess given a green light to get on the agenda to approve their services. And so a special meeting was called for this Friday to approve them. And so hopefully that goes through and that's one big step toward getting that work done. Also in countywide news, well, within the the region, really, our state representative, James White, got a really cool accolade. James, who is our state representative, he represents District 19, which encompasses not just Tyler and Polk County, but also Hardin, Jasper, and Newton counties. He lives in Hillister, and he was named one of the best legislators in the state of Texas by Texas Monthly Magazine. And I've been a longtime reader of Texas Monthly, and every legislative session, after it concludes, they do a uh, best and worst list. And I find it to be a really good barometer of the people who are really doing the job they were elected to do. And James has done a lot of good for our area. And the writers of the list, they made note of the fact that even though James is a Republican, he takes stands for certain ideas and certain things that typically aren't hardline GOP type platforms, like particularly criminal justice reform. And they really applauded him for his work on that front and and some other things, too. And so we gave a shout out in the booster for him making that list. And yeah, way to go. Representative White. And if you know Representative White, he loves him some barbecue, some really good barbecue. And that's probably why he and I get along so well. But when he announced that on a Facebook post that he had been named to the list shortly after the list was published, he said that he was honored to be a part of any list, especially this one. But he still felt that the best of barbecue issue that they do every five years was definitely the more preeminent list that they put together. And I like them both. I look forward to reading best and worst legislators list, but also that barbecue list, man. I I get it every time it's out and I follow Daniel Vaughn's writing. You know, Texas Monthly, they've got their own barbecue editor. And so I always travel with the barbecue issue. And the last one, they put a little checklist together in there where you could check off different barbecue joints that were on the list and, and whatnot. Way to go, Representative White. Keep doing what you do, man. So if you happen to get the booster this week, now we do our community calendar of events every week, and there's some things going on this summer in the community. July 9th through 11th, there's a kids craft camp. It's a three-day event of craft activities at the Tyler County Art Gallery, which is located in downtown Woodville. And the Tyler County Art League, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff, different workshops and painting classes and things for young, old, and in-between. So be sure to check that out and keep you abreast of some of the events coming up and ongoing things. And Like I said, you know, it's summertime and find your fun where you can. There's a lot to do out here. And speaking of which, there's going to be a 4th of July picnic out at the Cobble House out in Peachtree Village. Well, July the 4th, starting at 6 o'clock. So there's going to be some music and food and a lot of cool stuff. So come on out if you can. Be sure to pick up the booster this week if you're in the area. We've got the stories I just kind of summarized and much, much more. So it's well worth your hard-earned three quarters. I mean, that's a bargain. I don't know who you are, but I know where I came from. That's a 75 cent. That's a bargain right there. So anyways, next week in the booster, you want to be sure and get that one too, because our quarterly East Texan magazine will be inside of it. And so not only will you be able to get journalistic brilliance contained within the booster, but you also be able to get a really cool magazine. So it's all, it's like a two for one kind of thing. 
dang. 75 cents. You can't even buy a cup of coffee most places nowadays, but you can get your copy of the Booster and a copy of the East Texan Magazine next week and then July 4th edition. And this is the summer edition of the magazine coming out, and there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And there's a, a story by Ellen Buchanan about the Big Thicket hiking trails and a lot of great photos to go with that. And Jeff Fothery, who sells advertising for the Booster and also for the East Texan Magazine, he wrote a really cool piece about Hurricane Carla, which was a monster storm. Some of you listening might be old enough to remember it. I wasn't around back then, but heard about it all my life. So read the story. It's a very detailed personal account of it. And there's also some DIY crafty kind of stuff, courtesy of Jessica Corwin and her sister. And also, um, let's see what else is in there. Wow. There's a really cool piece about a museum, the Museum of the Gulf Coast down in, in Port Arthur. And, and I was honored to have a hand in that. I took the, the photos for it. And our most recent addition to our full-time staff, Molly LaSalle, wrote that. And who also happens to be related to me. It's my mother, actually. And so we're thrilled to have her on board here at the Booster Office. And anyway, she does a little everything. So there's other stuff in there too. I did a piece about one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Steve Hartz in Nacogdoches in the old time string shop and, and about his kind of life's philosophies and some of the things he's working on and about his store. And it's a really fascinating place. If you're ever in Nacogdoches, especially on a Saturday, drive downtown and you'll hear the music playing before you even see him. Always having a jam session outside on the steps of the old time string shop. And it's at the corner of Main and Pillar Street. Street there in Nacogdoches, and Steve Hartz is a really cool human being. He's, he's been doing that for since the 70s, and it's kind of all about the old ways. With all of that in mind, I hope everybody's having a great Thursday and a great week thus far, and thank you so much for listening, and be good to yourselves and to one another. I will catch you later. <laughs>